Welcome, everybody, to an episode of the Keepers of the Book. I'm your host, Maz, joined here with my guy, Jordan. And today is a very special episode because we are going to be going over the Wheel of Time. And so we just discussed me and... Uh, me? <laughs> yeah, just me. It's just going to be me. Nah. Nah. For this, we're actually going to be splitting it into two sections. It'll be one episode, but it will be two sections. We will be talking non-spoiler sections, and then there will be a spoiler fill section where I... Everything is fair game. The entire 15 books of the series. And uh, Jordan will remain throughout that entire time. Um, even in the spoiler section, even though he has not read the series. Uh, he does not really care about spoilers. Uh, he is just built different. Yeah, I like the I like the minute <laughs> details. The little stuff, like... You know, little details about what they're wearing or their quirky personalities. Like, yeah, you get the main storyline, but I like the little stuff. That's what's important. At least I think so. No, I agree. Um, that's why, like, I absolutely hate spoilers. But even though something is spoiled to me, I will still continue to read it, watch it, whatever. Um, <laughs> because there's still something to be enjoyed. But I do yeah, still hate I, spoilers. I would never I do I spoiled Attack doing. on Titan for myself. Pretty Ooh. quick. Yeah, I remember that. that I was... spoiled the freaking manga books are out. I can't handle myself. But well, anyway. that's different though. When if you read the manga, like yeah, sure you're spoiling the the show, I guess. But I think I think that's okay. But yeah. anyways, we are going to go ahead and get into it. So a brief overview about what the Wheel of Time is. The Wheel of Time is. What many would say is to what modern fantasy, what Lord, what Lord of the Rings did to fantasy after it in the 1900s is what a lot of people say Wheel of Time did to the modern fantasy of like today. Um, a lot of people will, if you read the first book, um, Wheel of Time, a lot of people will say that it feels very Lord of the Rings-esque. And the author himself has said, admitted, uh, the late Robert Jordan has admitted that, yes, the um, Eye of the World, the first book, was more of his retelling of the Lord of the Rings journey. Um, huh. I didn't yeah. know that. That's interesting. I, you know, I I watched a lot of the Lord of the Rings when I was young, and I really enjoyed The Hobbits. Um, just a, you know, a little bit, because I was always like, oh, they all hang out together in the hollow, and they drink beers, and they're fun. But anyways, like that... That I mean, that's good because I can reference that to at least the first book, so I can kind of get an understanding of, you know, I guess the world building. Yeah. Um. Okay. I'm glad you brought up world building because, um, world building. This is where Robert Jordan like. This is where the, the hype of Wheel of Time comes from. See, um, the overarching plot of Wheel of Time is nothing. It's nothing crazy, right? It's not Game of Thrones where it's like, all right, who's gonna die? There's, um, you know, it's not like okay, this is such heavy political intrigue where there is some political intrigue, but that's not like the main focus, if that makes sense. Um, is the main focus some sort of magical component to the characters, or no? The magic system, although many would say it's a okay. So I one small caveat: I read the series once, and a lot of people will say that the series is very overwhelming and is there's a lot to it so there's a lot that 
first time readers miss out on. So for those of you listening who have read the series several times, if I get something wrong, don't kill me. Um, so yes, the magic system is what a lot of people say is hard magic system, but to be honest, to me, it's, I guess maybe I'm used to Sanderson's magic systems, which are so very hard, very rule driven that when it comes to wheel of time, it doesn't feel as now. um, So they, you said not as driven. So is there, I, I noticed in Sanderson's novels, there's a lot of consuming one thing to, get the effect of another um does the wheel of time do that or can they conjure magic from like uh amount of energy they have or amount of mana more like that yeah more like that okay um okay so the the biggest thing i would say about the wheel of time is i think i could be wrong here but i believe the uh magic system being hard was I want to say the first, but it was definitely, to my understanding, was the first that was more popular or gained popularity. And the hard magic system was like brought up as a big thing. Um, but to me, like I said, I guess maybe I'm used to Sanderson at this point. It didn't really blow me away on the hard hardness level. It was still cool. I'm not going to say like act like it's not. It was definitely cool. In fact... In fact, in fact, in fact, this is where I might lose some of you listeners. Lord of the Rings magic doesn't really wow me. The world. Well, there, wows I mean, me. there's no, there's, I mean, okay, let's be honest. Lord of the Rings magic, there's nil to, I mean, little to nil. Yeah, because like, right, it's you, not. You mean you see, you see Gandalf use um, a few abilities, um, and then but even that, those are more force stuff. push abilities, right? Gandalf's abilities. Right, but then you also see, like in some of the books and some of the other side materials, you see that there is a little bit of a magic system, but it's nothing. It's nothing like fantastic. It's just kind of. Yeah, it's like it is definitely a soft magic system. There's no rules to it, and which gives it more mysticism. But if you look at it visually speaking, and I'm going off the Lord of the Rings books and the I uh, sorry the movies and the Hobbit movies. There wasn't a lot that was like, you know, spells or fire blasts or lightning bolts or any of that stuff. Wheel of Time is very much fire raining down, lightning bolts, you know, turning water into ice and stuff like right, that. So right. And then you, you, when you do read the books you, you in some of the side materials, which is like, just like data books almost, if you want to call it that. <laughs> but you, you see that most of the magic is done with the material. Like they put the magic in the, the necklaces, the rings, the swords, the, the bows, the, the, the equipment. It wasn't really like you had a Gandalf's very few magic abilities. And then you even see that some people have magic abilities to take other people's bodies over, but it wasn't anything like somebody's throwing, like you said, somebody throwing a fireball or yeah, freezing no. a water. Yeah. So wheel of time is, uh, was more magical in that sense for sure and like for those of you who might argue it's like yeah but you know lord of the rings that had the whole mysticism like you know the world was so fantastic and i don't disagree with you the world was but if i'm not sure you can really much argue with me that a few force pushes here and there constitutes like a very to me an exciting magic system it just no no it just doesn't Um, so i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna go on a caveat here but uh, there was a game on the PC called, uh, I think it was Battle for Middle Earth. It was a top yes, strategy I game. Yes, I love that game. That game was yes. awesome. 
they have a they have a, a project that they're working on actually um where they're revamping the game with new graphics and it looks awesome i just need to be more computer savvy and trying to download it <laughs> Ooh, that's i'm gonna look into that after that i would actually, that's mm-hmm. so you cool. can play multiplayer too Ooh. yeah they, yeah, they did it they did it my favorite was isengard man with the war like Isengard? oh yeah, yeah. so those were awesome because there's also like I remember you can go out. This is way off topic, but you can go out and you can like get your little units to fight like a, a camp, and you get money yes. and uh-huh. then like another camp. Oh my yeah. god, I enjoyed that game so much. Yeah, so did I. That but, game was awesome. But anyways, anyways <laughs> yeah, it was. I love that game a lot, man, and I'm I'm mm-hmm. definitely excited for any potential mod project that would modernize it. But anyways, right. um, when it comes to Wheel of Time, for those of you who don't know. Most of you listening who follow the fantasy scene very closely, Wheel of Time is getting an Amazon TV show. I will watch that. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Sometime later this year or early next year is when I think it's going to be out. Um, I'm starting to get a little bit less confident on those dates simply because uh, we still have not seen a trailer or anything. We've seen glimpses here and there. But yeah, so I'm excited for that. But as far as the Wheel of Time book series go, it it is fifteen books if you include the prequel novel, fourteen of course yep. if you just don't include that, um, and they're thick books. The, these books are not tiny, right? Like Hero of Ages, uh, is a good good chunker sized book, right? It's I like, finished that in two and a half days. Yeah, saying. and I don't, I don't think it's gonna be as easy going through those books. Honestly, it's. No, see, I'm I'm taking a look at the actually I'm taking a look at the artwork on the uh, online, and the artwork for the front of the books looks freaking awesome. Just the, gotta say, yeah the the original hardcover artwork does not look good, in my opinion. In fact, I I find all of the covers for the hardcover to be ugly. Um, they're very. They look old. They look dated. Um, I'm sure right, some right, right. more classical fantasy fans would enjoy it, but for me, that's ugly. Um, but so yeah. I, in fact, when I first heard about Wheel of Time, I looked it up, and I saw Eye of the World cover, and I was like, "No." Uh, I was like, "That's gonna be a no for me." And so I, I am reading over a little bit of the summary stuff, but. Hmm. I, you know, the books do look quite thick. The summaries are quite long. So, I mean, I understand that. Yeah, they're yeah, not. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to end up reading this because now you got me intrigued. And if if there's audiobooks, man. Oh, there are definitely audiobooks. In fact, it's yeah, uh, performed so, by a husband and wife. Well, that's good because Audible's about to make like, I don't know, what is this, like $150 <laughs> plus whatever I go buy the actual like paper copy for. So, so another whatever. The, but I, I'm really I'm really bougie like that because I like the book and I like the audiobook. So the okay the series overall for me gets a very mixed reaction. Let's talk about my my opinions on the on the series. In in one sense, it is my favorite series. But in another sense, if you were to ask me, was it worth it going through almost two years of reading to finish 15 books? And at the time, I really wasn't reading anything else other than if you include like the 
books I was reading for the podcast, which we did Mistborn and Elantris. If you were to ask me if it was worth going through all that, I don't, I don't know if I could say it was. Because that reading for two years, just one series. And I, I know some people will say, well, yeah, granted it's a long series, but if you average one book a month, you know, you would have been done in a little over a year. And I agree, but you know, especially at the time I, I was not as free with work and jujitsu and whatnot. Right. Um, some days, you know, there was, there'll be a couple weeks where I just couldn't read. And the series is not an easy read. And I'm not, if you're not a patient reader, I would not read this series. I'm not a patient reader, but I'm a very stubborn reader. So I just like stuck through it having. And so that's the negatives aside for right now. The, the part where it's like my favorite series is that like, it was just so long and it had such great moments. Um, some really epic moments and great descriptions uh, some really, in my opinion, some really great characters. Uh, the world building was great. The history. I love reading about a world and then seeing the history. It having its own lore almost yeah. like it's lore within the lore. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's great. Yeah. I, oh God, I love like, like Mistborn, right? Like you, you read about the pre-ascension and the ascension and how the, I, I was so interested. That. I was so interested in yeah. everything that happened with the oh my gosh, what was his name? Um the terrorist men that ended up becoming Lord Ruler. What was his name? I can't I believe I forgot that. Rasha. Yeah. Yes, when they were when the um when he was talking in the book, I mean I was like, that's so crazy. Like that's history. Like we're listening to the history in the in the in the in the Yeah, um, no, I love it before so each much. chapter. So when it comes to history building in Wheel of Time, it's like it's given to you in shreds, right? There's not a lot of Sanderson level monologues where they like info dump you a stuff. They do info dump, but not like I think Sanderson, in my opinion, info dumps a little too much and a little mm-hmm. too heavily. Um, yeah. Jordan's was a little bit more drawn out, to be fair. Jordan also did it over the course of 15 books, whereas, which is crazy. Yeah. You know, like we're, if you're gonna shove that all into three books, I'm sure Jordan would be a lot more infidumpy and almost probably even more so than Sanderson. Right. Um, but yeah, the history building was just beautiful. The the action, dude, the action was amazing. Like the way Sanderson writes action is similar to how Jordan writes action, but his seems to be a bit more samurai style, like describing sword movements and stuff like that. the way he describes it is actually he doesn't describe the movement he'll say cat jumps over the uh river and you can imagine what a cat jumping over the river looks like and then you would like you know or you know the um i don't know like the knife cuts the fruit or right. something like that right he, he describes so he names the moves and the name of the moves describes generally speaking uh, what the character is doing. It's just, it's awesome. Oh, so you got to kind of keep up with, so they explain to you what a move is, like maybe a fireball or something technique. And then you now know later in the book, like when this happens and he says this, that's what he's doing. Not exactly. So the magic no? is different. The magic they will describe like general magic, are you, you know, like the earth broke up and 
the fire engulfed and blah blah blah. Whereas with the sword, the sword to sword combat, that was very much, uh, you know, that was straight up. You they would just name the move, and the name of the move was descriptive enough to f- fill in for the reader. Right. But yeah, so the 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 my another big gripe. So I'm just shotgunning stuff, right? I, I have no actual plan for those of you listening. I'm not like going through some flow. This is a very casual conversation. Well, um, you also have, it's not just your one big gripe. The other big gripe that you have is that it was so darn long and there were so many characters. Dude, okay. So let's get into the so many characters. This series has so, so, so many characters that... I literally had to download an app on my phone where I would select which book I'm currently reading and then punch in a character's name just so it would give me a non-spoiler up to that book summary of who that character is. Okay, so I'm typing this in on Google and it's a list of Wheel of Time characters. Let's see if this puppy gives me anything great. Oh my, they even have them categoried by freaking alphabet there's so many. It's it's nuts. It, Dude, it's it, almost all the way A to Z. This is yo, it pretty is. cool stuff. I yo, can remember it all. Bet. <laughs> no, I, I guarantee you could not. I guarantee you could not. Off the top, if you wrote it down, maybe. But if you were you're saying off the top of your head, no. I I refuse to believe that. If you were Dude, being, if a, I did that, if I did that, it would be it would be kind of insane. Yeah, it would be. I. First of all, I wouldn't believe you. I'd have to recite it. I would literally have to get on like the cast, and I would have to go. Yeah, and I would. Recite. I would literally just pick up a name randomly, read myself what the character was because I probably don't remember them all. I, I know I definitely don't remember them all, and then quiz you because I'm telling you, there was this one moment in one of the books where we had a plot twist for one of the characters, and it was supposed to be, at least I'm sure it was. It was supposed to be a very, you know, like uh, a plot twisty moment, but the entire moment was lost on me. And for those of you who what? listen to the TikTok, yeah, for those of you who listen to the TikTok you, and, and follow along, I did make a TikTok about this because it pissed me off so much. And by the way, that book, that particular book was my favorite book in the series and possibly might be my favorite single book I've ever read because of this, because of this, but just because of the fact, but no, 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 no. I love the book. Despite that moment, that moment was supposed to be huge. And it was very early on in the book. If it was later, I might have soured me a bit more, but it doesn't matter. Like the book was brilliant, but that moment, um, I didn't even realize that this particular character was this particular was a part of this particular group masquerading as another, uh, uh or like, you know, being a double agent for uh, another group. It just, it was too much, right? Like I didn't, I had for, there were, when you get to 15 books, there becomes so many plot lines that you lose track of, which is fine. So, so what you're telling me is that not, a common individual is going to pick up this series and understand at least no. this, 75% of it. This is a series that you enjoy more on the reread. I, I would say several rereads. 
like when every single time you reread, I'm sure that you you uh, pick up more and more like how much he laid so much groundwork for future reveals and future plot twists. And, you know, he laid so many breadcrumbs, hints and stuff. But yeah. Am I going to need like sticky notes and a notebook for this? Because if I get into this, I'm going to want to understand it and it's going to make me angry if I don't. So it's that's what like I'm saying. Like if you're one of those, things. if you're one of those people that like wants to understand everything that they're reading, especially the first go around, you're not going to like it. The thing is, is I'm cool with a bunch of plot lines, even plot lines that I might forget because you know, whenever the plot line gets brought up again, you, you as the audience are like, oh, you know, I forgot about that. That was, that was crazy. Game of Thrones has that, right? Where you have so many plot lines and so many different character motivations that you sometimes forget, you know, oh, you know, and those moments are supposed to be a big deal. And But the problem is when you have so many plot lines and then so many goddamn characters that are part of so many different groups and factions, it becomes very difficult to keep track of them all. And then moments like that are lost on the audience. Now, again, you can say, oh, well, it's better on the reread. I get that. But as a first time reader, that really annoyed me because I had to look up who that character was. And I forgot that plotline even existed. So it's just. Again, the entire moment was lost on me, and I know the way it was written, I can tell the way that it was written, it was supposed to give me a shock, but it just didn't. Because you were so overwhelmed because there was too many things to think about at once. No? Yeah, it is. Because here's the thing, right? You've got – I'm just going to name off the factions, and this is not spoiler. I'm just naming factions. There is the Aes Sedai. There is the Kin. There's the Wise Ones. There um Chafail. Uh, Say it again. Chafail. Sounds like coffee. Yeah. Anyways. It's – dude. There's so many, and I literally, I'm not joking, I literally just named off some of the women group I came up off the top of my head. Women wow. only group. That's crazy. Yes. Do you understand, Kate, I cannot describe to you how frustrating it is. Oh, and also the, um, uh, there was another, like, sailor group. I forget their names already. Like, Oh, yeah, the Athanir. Athanir. Dude. Athamir, Athamir, and oh, and then there's also the Suldam and Damani. I cannot describe to you, man, how unbelievably difficult it was remembering all of these names and who were they were associated to. And I'll be honest with you, he could have probably compressed away twenty-five to thirty percent of those names easily. Easy. Why? Why? A lot of these characters were there just to perform one thing, and I, I, in my opinion, to just flesh out the world, make it seem way bigger than it was. But did it do its job? To make the world feel bigger and deeper, yes. But okay, well then it was there for a reason, right? It was, but the thing is, if a character is there literally for, um, just to be named once. I'm sorry, but leave it out. You can just tell me the number of, I don't know, how many kids there are. You can just say, hey, there was 30 kids there. I don't need a name for 20 of those kids. 
because if you needed me to feel like there were 30 kids and you're going to make that argument, why not just name all 30 of those kids, right? Even you felt like that. And I, I'm obviously just giving a hypothetical example. I'm not saying he named out 30 kids in one paragraph, but you know, but he didn't name out, you know, the entire group, right? He only named out chunk. Um, and again, when you have 15, so that, that part, I, if you're Robert Jordan, was the author? Oh, Chafayo. That's that's a group. Um, it, it, dude, it it was it was a pain. And the more I talk about it, the more I'm starting to lean towards I'm not liking the series as much, right? Um, it was too much at one time. It was just. Too many characters, too many plot lines. I would say, I oh, see the plot lines number of plot lines where it's fine. Um, another negative, the um, the villains. Other than that, some of the I would say there's a couple different villainous groups, right? Um, this so isn't there like a main villain. There is a main villain, yes, but then there's Isn't also the, the baddest one. Like the bad. Yeah, like, this sounds this sounds very elementary, but. Like he is the worst of all the worst, correct? Yes. yes. So the the villain is a dark one, right? Yeah. Um, and to give a brief overview of the series, um, you've got the the creator, which is like quote unquote God, and then you have the dark mm-hmm. one, which is like a dark version of him. Um, that's no bueno. Yeah. So some of the big some uh, of the biggest baddies in this series is a group called the Forsaken, right? Dude, the Forsaken, majority of them are useless. They are so trash. And I think that was maybe the the intention was to show how disconnected they were. They lost sight of their objective due to greed. But, uh, and that's why it's not super high in my list of negatives, because there were some villains that were freaking amazing um like really really good here's the thing when you have such a long series that's such a deep world you're going to have some uh some stuff that's just going to happen you're going to have some really great villains you're going to have some really poor villains um another issue that i think um the series suffers from simply due to its length as when you have a series that long and that many characters that you're going to touch on, even if ever so slightly, you're going to run into the problem where certain characters won't pop up. Overlap. I was going to say they overlap too. Yeah. You're going to have so many characters that, you know, like if, for example, if I, let's just say I like a character, one of the characters name is Matt. I like Matt, for example. There may be you may go through some several chapters where he just will not even be mentioned, right? And he's one of the if you're looking at Harry, Ron, and Hermione kind of thing, he's like Harry, Ron, and Hermione level. What? Yeah, I'm not joking. That's here. I mean, I mean, like then why is he didn't he just like it feel like he need more mention? There needs to be more of his. And he he definitely is one of the story. top three most. Um, you know, one of the top three most major characters. Um, well, that's crazy because 
Because I want more of his backstory. I want to know who this guy is. Oh, you Let will. know who he is. And that's the thing. You definitely will. It's just the problem okay. is when you have so many characters and so many books, uh, there some characters will just take a backseat for a very long time. Okay, so let me put it to you this way. There is a book in the series. Randolph Thor is the main character, right? Um, but he is the Harry Potter of this universe. There well, is one book. I mean, does I'm, he have the... Okay, I won't say that. Continue. He, there, There is one book where he showed... Like, I think he had three chapters devoted to him or something like that. Like in a row or just three chapters in the whole book? In the whole book. Oh, jeez. I actually like that book a lot. Um, but that, but that's the point I'm trying to make, right? Is that all these characters, they, especially these more major ones, they all get their day in the sun, right? They, they all get their proper arcs and whatnot, but because it's so long that you may go a while without seeing them for a while. Um, wait, I'm reading this sentence right now and tell me if I'm wrong, but would it be a spoiler to say how many characters are on the book? No. I don't think so. This this website says uh, the, the Wheel of Time has 2,782 distinct named characters. Yes. That's absurd. That's what I'm saying, dude. Maybe why, why maybe I was being a little – Yeah, that, maybe I'm being a little uh, conservative when I said you could easily compress 25 to 30% of those names because, hell, 50% of those, you're still down at 1,300 characters or over 1,300 characters. And the, that's the important characters too? No, 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 no. If you're talking important characters, you're, when it says, dis, that's the thing, right? It's distinctly named characters. And if you're a guy like me, I want to hold on to every bit of knowledge that you give me. Like I said, right. I'm a very impatient reader. Um, so if you're going to give me all these names, I'm going to like try and commit them to memory as hard as I can. And that makes me want to reread the page, reread a paragraph, um, or then I start feeling the urge to look it up because, right? And you know, so and here's the thing: the everyone will tell you, everyone will tell you when you start reading the series, do not look up anything on the internet because, you know, the series has been out for a while. There's going to be a lot of spoilers. Absolutely. But I mean, the thing I mean, is, before I found the app, that character app that I told you about earlier, before I found right. that app, it was just so difficult. I, 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 I couldn't keep up. It was that difficult to keep up? That's crazy. Like, you couldn't match the character to a certain, like, event or something and try to keep the character. I don't know. I feel like I could match some of these characters uh, reading the... So description of them, I feel like I can match some of them to at least you, you could, but it's just defining factor. You got like here's the thing sometimes you would read, read, uh, like you would look up the same character several times. It it was just that's what I'm saying, man. It, it, it was a lot, it was a lot. I was, um, but again, I, I, I don't know why, like maybe I'm just being a little too soft on it because it's like one mm -hmm. of those like sunken cost fallacy things right where i spent so much of my time and my energy in the series that i'm trying to talk myself into liking it so let's right, get into right. this stuff let's get into the stuff that i liked um i like this one better this is the better section for me <laughs> the the epicness the grand scale 
can I don't think can be topped. Was it, it was it it was it was, it was time based, obviously. Future, present, past. Um, okay, so let's get into the premise because to answer that question. The wheel of time, the concept of the wheel of time is that there is no beginning nor end to the wheel of time. So the cycle of history constantly repeats and the wheel of time constantly spins together an age similar to like an age that's already come before and an age that's going to come again. So it's like people are quote unquote reincarnated or maybe their timelines are repeated, but with slight tweaks to it. For example, let's just say in my life, if I grew up to be a blacksmith, maybe if when I was reincarnated in a different age, um, since maybe this is a little bit more technologically advanced, I'm no longer a blacksmith. Maybe I craft starships. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a big jump. But... Yes. <laughs> hey, yeah. Or like, you know, I craft blasters that they use in Star Wars or something like that. Yeah. So, so, but you know, I'm not, the show, or sorry, the, the book definitely takes place in a more medieval style age. Um, is it, does it stay in that age? Or yeah, yeah, it does. Down? Yeah, okay. it, it does. I w- that would have been crazy, but I think the series would have been easily like a hundred books long. Uh, but and that'd be cool too. That would be very cool. Um, so another thing uh, about that I liked about it is that so Robert Jordan is former military, and I believe he served during Vietnam War. Um, which I think that has a lot to say about the quality of the fantasy authors when you had. J.R.R. Tolkien, who I believe served in World War One, and you know, so. we saw a great series come off of him. And then we have Robert mm-hmm. Jordan, who served during Vietnam War, and we saw a great series come off of him. Um, is there a correlation? Maybe. <laughs> I will say that this dude can write action really well. The way he describes the the heat. The the blood, the screams, the sweat, the uh, I okay All so the above <laughs> yeah, dude. The, okay, so for example, there's one sentence that sticks out to me. Um, it was during a battle. The horse's head spun lazily in the air. So this was a beheaded horse. I I'm guessing it was during a charge. The horse was beheaded by somebody. And the sentence was, the horse's head spun lazily in the air. <laughs> I can imagine that. That's cool. I'm down with that. It was. Good. It's very descriptive, but yeah. it's, it's almost like it's not super descriptive. In one sentence, you have a picture in your head. Right. And I'm a guy. Good or bad. Not, yeah. And I'm one of those guys. I'm not very good with imagery. Oh, I love it. I like, I'm, I wish I was. But if you describe to me a building, I'm just going to pick up on a few key words and then I'm going to be like, okay, I imagine something like the Taj Mahal or I imagine right. something like the Great Wall of China or right. yeah, something like that. Um, on your mental stuff. Yeah. Uh, my mind jumps to those and it latches on. But the battles, the battles that he wrote were very, very epic. The way he described in like in battle tactics like you know flanking maneuvers and and you know oh he he used softer he he chose softer terrain because he knew his opponents had more cavalry and softer mud is worse for horses because they would sink more like 
stuff like that I could see in my head the entire battle laid out from a bird's eye view right it was just mm-hmm. so so beautifully written there was this one character um who is a great general right he's a great battle tactician and he became i would say my favorite character in the entire series and the way and the reason for that was is because every cha- chapter of his was so beautifully written every single time he would describe why he chose certain troop formations or troop movements I felt it. I was like, I felt like I was in a military history academy learning battle tactics. And it wasn't just the battle tactics. It was also the epicness of every battle, right? The magic. The way he described magic was, I would say, would be something of modern day artillery. What? Yeah. Really? Right, so just, the like, way that everybody had a cannon for an arm, not not really, but you know what I mean. Yeah, the way that the power was hitting the enemy troops, right, like fireballs or lightning or knocking them back. Yeah, the way the, like for every boom and the screams that would come up, you know, it's like that. That sounds like artillery to me, you know, and it's just right. Um, I think so, you think of the Civil War or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A little bit. Exactly, right? Because they're, they fight with swords, spears, and shields, and all of a sudden right. now they're getting hit with... So, you know, like you said... I'd be the little war. drummer guy. I'm the little drummer guy in the front <laughs> getting smoked by a lightning bolt. I have no abilities. I have no sword. I'm just drumming away, buddy. I'm yeah. drumming away. So this the series, when it came to battles, I cannot wait for the show. I hope the show succeeds, and I hope I get to see all these battles that I have in my head. Um, we will, which we will cover in more detail when we get to the spoiler section. So another thing I liked about the series, and this is, I think, just what everyone brings this up when I talk about Wheel of Time, is Robert Jordan was big on culture. Mm-hmm. He would yeah. describe clothing, skin tone, and how it, accent, how, yep. um, their the way their ships looked, the way their buildings looked, the way their food was, the way they... Uh, their social structure was set up. Um, That's cool. That's really cool. And so here, and this is where it gets kind of of a negative for me personally is because I'm, and this is my fault of my own. This is not a fault of Robert Jordan is that since I have bad imagery uh, skills, whenever he would describe architecture or clothes or tapestry or, you know, home decor for particular Mm -hmm culture my mind would kind of turn off um it just i I couldn't i subconsciously i guess i didn't really care about it so like it didn't latch onto it um right but i know for a fact that he put a lot of work into it and i could and you know if you talk to any like wheel of time readers um who've read it several times over if you Mm -hmm. you can describe to them your own custom-made character and you use particular keywords and stuff like that they could tell you which you know nation your custom character would be from that is awesome it it's amazing but how many of them are there how many different cultures are there a lot there's ilion there's uh uh tyran uh tyran yeah andor freaking amadicia uh candor uh Malkir, 
Shinar, uh, Sean Chen. That's not even half of them, is it? Yeah, I'd say where I've covered most of them, but yeah. Oh, these are nations, right? Like you got so there's a nations and there's factions. Mirandi, um, Mayan, uh, I mean, Saldea, Giladon. You know, like there's factions inside that. Yeah, there's this. You know, so you got the, for example, the Aes Sedai, which which are like a group of wizards who they can come from any country, right? So. For example, like the Jedi, right? The Jedi could be any right. alien race, but then you have, you know, separate alien races and whatnot. But yeah, mm-hmm. man, it's just, it's mind blowing. And they each have their own culture. They have like their own religion, their own That's awesome. politics that they follow. And you know, like some some nations are racist against other nations. So whenever a particular side character will be like, you know, it's one of the friends of the main group, they run into another friend. Um, of the main group who happens to be from a nation that you know they find them that you know there's like conflict or they're racist against they the dialogue will reflect that like they'll be like openly like hey this is a bad word towards you or something yeah or like you, you could see that there's some animosity there or like there's right. lack of trust or whatever you know it's just it it's just it feels like an actual world like very feels like you've stepped in yes yeah very much so and i thought i stepped in when it came to mistborn i thought i stepped in when it came to harry potter i thought i stepped in when it came to game of thrones but when you read a wheel of time it doesn't feel like you were stepped it didn't feel like you stepped in it felt like the world blew up around you and you're just sitting there like holy crap i'm here i'm here um right that's great because now i have to read the series (laughs) Um, let's see what else for, uh, there was one moment and this was in book two, um, where there was a particular culture when they were doing a burial, they said right. the words to the earth, we belong and to the earth, we shall return. And now for those of you who don't know, um, in the Muslim religion, there is a saying that everyone says when a Muslim dies. And that is to Allah, we belong and to him, we shall return. Um, that when I read the uh, this particular culture saying that, I was so taken aback. And if you actually, do you think that's where the author got it from? I'm I'm sure he did. Okay, I, I'm just wondering. No, no, no. I, and here's the thing: he he took cultures and he mixed them together, right? So it's not like that. This particular nation was more Arab or Muslim based. No, they just had that one one portion, and then. Right. There was another group that had another, you know, like, so it's not like he took, for example, like, say, Native American culture, and then, like, he attached it to one group. That's lazy. Right. In the eyes of Robert Jordan. He took a piece of the Native American culture and put it on, for example, say, I don't know, Saldea. I'm just giving hypothetical. And then he took another, uh, he took a piece of the Russian culture, put it on Saldea. He took a piece of African culture, like, I don't know, some Nigerian culture, and then we'll put it on Saldea. So now Saldea is like a blend of 17 different Earth-like cultures, maybe some non-existent cultures or prehistoric cultures uh, in the real world, and put them into Saldea. And then he would do the same with another country so he would like snip he would pick out snippets of it just to fit his narrative yeah it, and, in the book and he was very consistent with it right um 
yeah, it was just the, and this is where it would get kind of again, kind of daunting in a way where you right. would run into a new character, an unnamed character, or a soon-to-be-named character, and then he would describe their clothes, he would describe their accent, he would describe their mannerisms and stuff, and it was just like, holy crap, man! And it was, it was a double-edged sword, right? Like that, right? That made the world come alive, but at the same time. When you had some, certain moments where you're like, I just want to get through this book, dude. Right. You want to be done with it. It, it uh, Then it became difficult. But yeah, I, I, in my opinion, it was better it was there than not. But it was whew, very, very well done. Um, and that's that's awesome because, you know, you do have your positives and then you have your negatives and then you have these positives that you're telling me and it's starting to outweigh the negatives the way you're describing <laughs> it to me it's yeah uh, but you know i mean i gotta find the time for that kind of series too you know and that takes a lot of time that's the thing if you're if you're on one of those readers who like you're like see for me my, i have several hobbies i have video games i have tv shows anime uh uh you know jujitsu um you know and i i also have a family and whatnot so if you're one of those people that like you know you only have two hobbies and one of those is reading wheel of time go for it go for it if you don't like it by book three i would say put it down really yeah book three only doesn't I mean, there's a lot left there there is a lot left there but i feel like if you if the world hasn't captured you at that point like it did me and i would say finish book three by the way Book four, but for what it's worth, is considered one of the best in the series, and I agree. Um, so, okay, you know what? I would extend that to book four. If you do not like the series by the end of book four, stop it. I don't know. The way you're describing it, I don't know if I would not like it. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's how I was sold on it. And like I said, I do, that's the other part of me where I'm glad I did read it, right? Because... You know, if I'm here to enjoy, you know, good stories, that was a good story, even though it took me some time to finish it. I mean, you know, we, we do this for fun, right? And absolutely. So if it takes me eight years to read it and I enjoyed my time, then that shouldn't be a problem, right? To mm -hmm. myself, uh, first and foremost. Um, right? Like if you look at TV shows, right? Like Game of Thrones. What happened over the span of I want to say nine years. I know those eight seasons, but I, to my understanding, we had skipped one year, so it was nine years total. Yeah, when was that time skip? I can't quite remember. Uh, be between season seven and eight, I think there was a one. They skipped one year, and then it came out the year after. I think so. I think yeah. that's right. So, you know, it, that's a story too, right? Like, right. Um, but yeah, you know, I just. Uh, you're making it sound like I, I just need to pick the book up and I need to start going and then just start studying these characters' names on the side. Honestly, I would not out. study the characters' name on the side. The thing that I, again, this is impatient reader mode, right? I'm still not a good reader yet um, because I spent, you know, well, oh, you guys know my story. I didn't read for like 10 years and I got back into it. Um, I'm still an impatient reader and because of that, I have bad habit to want all my answers now. Like, I need my answers now. And for a 15-book series, you can't really do that. Sometimes no, not really. 
You gotta put yourself in a predicament. Yeah, you're just going to have to accept that there's stuff you don't know, and then just say, all right, well, I don't know this yet. I'm going to eventually figure it out. The problem with me is that because the, sh- the, the, the series is so long, is because is that if I if I didn't know something, I started getting worried that do I not know it because I'm not supposed to know it yet? Or do I not know it because the series is so overwhelming that I just forgot something? That you just misplaced it in your brain. Yeah, that I just completely forgot. We don't forget. We just misplace things. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> misplaced permanently. Um, <laughs> yes. So, yeah, you know, like... The, for those of you listening, you might be thinking, holy crap, this guy has such strong emotions going both ends of the spectrum. How do you think I feel? If you look at my TikTok, I had recorded literally within five minutes of finishing the books. You could see the the emotions in my face where I was like, I was overwhelmed. I, I felt both frustrated. I felt overjoyed. I felt satisfied. I felt unsatisfied. I felt like almost every emotion in the spectrum and it still didn't feel like enough you know i wanted to jump back into the series but then i also don't want to ever touch the series ever again it the series is special it's weird I feel like it's a it's one of those things that you work really hard for and then it's like okay it's done i'm glad i worked that hard but let's not do it again yes but at the same time there's moments where, like, I kind of want to relive that. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, I kind of want to relive it's like that. It's like that grind, that flow. Yeah. You know, it's just maybe now if I was to read it again, I would say I would just listen to it on audiobooks. And if I zone out on certain portions, whatever, I've already read the series so I can look up stuff if I need to. You know, at the time, audi- like, especially since I was – you know, relatively new to audiobooks, I would lose focus a lot. And that right. would uh, cause problems as far as like, you know, do I want to trust using audiobook, trust myself right. listening to audiobooks? Um, I got better at that as, as that went along. But, you know, <laughs> you know, nowadays, well, not nowadays, but now that I'm done with this series, I could easily re-listen to it. And like I said, if I zone out for half a chapter, whatever, I just... Um, but yeah, right. man, it's just... Like, it sounds like you worked hard for it. And yes, you want to tell somebody, and this is where it's got to be. This is yeah, this is where it's got to be. I did post, I did make a Reddit post. If you go on my Reddit keepers of the book, I did make a or it may be in my alternate one. I, I will post a link to all the. Uh, I don't know if the show notes will allow me to post them all, but you know we'll see. I might post just the. Uh, the final books review that I had for those of you who want to read that, but man, it was just very satisfied and unsatisfied at the same time. So to talk about that, how about we just go ahead and transition into the spoiler section, because there's a lot I want to talk about where I'm just going to be very vague and it's going to be annoying. So here on out, we will be doing spoilers for the entire series and Jordan here will remain for this part. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so one of the most unsatisfying moments I had was you have the dark one, right? 
Uh-huh. And then there was this other evil character. His name is Padang Feng. Um, I like it. I like it. Yeah, he, his name was sick. Um, and he uh, he himself wasn't bad. He just becomes corrupted by this other dark force. Now, what ended up happening was that the way he ended up dying at the end of the last book was so anticlimactic. Was so, It felt so rushed and almost like it was a like a brush aside conclusion for him that I felt like this felt not, I want to say disrespected, but almost like Sanderson was like, eh, I'm just going to throw him in there. It's like, it's like, he was just like, yeah, we'll just, we'll just cap it off here. Yeah. And, and I felt like, you know, if you're just going to kill him off like that, it would, we were better off just having him die. Like a, when the, when we last saw him a few books before that, Right, because we don't see him other than maybe a mention here or like a quick paragraph here just to update on the status of what the hell it is he's doing. Other than right. that, he was not a common uh, character for the book series for, I think, at least two or three books before the final book. So you might as well have just killed him off there. Um, right away. And which brings me to another issue. There was a third dark entity called Machin Shin. Dude. Jordan, Machin Shin, and for me, I don't know why, I, I fell in love with this thing as why? soon as, I don't it know. It wasn't a person, it was a thing? It was like an embodiment, I think, of just, I don't know, of just evil, evil darkness, but it was a different darkness than the dark one, right? Are you, are you trying to tell us something, Moss? I don't know. There, This thing, um, there was this other dimension in the in the series right called the ways and they use that to quickly travel from so you go through a portal in one city and then if you go through the navigate through the ways and you come out another portal you can come out to a completely different city on a on the several nations over right um and you could cut your travel time like by a lot now it's like, it's like one day really far away or maybe a week right or is he or just gonna be like radioed in and start like teleporting around places it basically might as well right so which we'll actually get to that in a second um but he the the thing is with the ways like there is a demon entity darkness corruption thingy called machin shin that exists in the ways it cannot to my understanding it could not go out of the ways and I was thinking it was setting up for that eventually Machin Shin would find a way to be able to exit the portals. And then now he's right. in a human world. And I was like hoping for something like that. I was hoping for Machin Shin to have a showdown with the Dark One or something like that. Or them talking to each other. I just wanted more of Machin Shin. Literally, I got him like three times. And that was it. And it felt like such a letdown. For really? those, so just it's just that bad, huh? It he was so cool, and then he just wasn't there anymore. For example, for example, Age of Ultron, right? Ultron, in my opinion, was a cool villain. But then, if you look into the grand scheme of the MCU, he was literally there for only one movie, so he doesn't really even come up on the blip of you know most people's favorite villains, right? So if you look at favorite villains. Uh, would Machin Shin even be considered a villain? Because he, 
he doesn't actually end up killing any of the characters, even good side characters. He doesn't attack the Dark One. He doesn't do anything. It's like he's just there. Yeah, he's there. but it just felt There's like he was else. so powerful, right? Like he felt like, I was like all right, he could have really thrown down with some heavy hitters, right? But he just didn't. Yeah, he never got the light of day. So that was one problem. Um, let's see. What else? One of my favorite villains was Mazram Taim. Mazram Taim was originally this false dragon, right? You ha- The main character, Randolph Thor, Jordan, is the dragon. The dragon reborn is his title. And it's, there's prophecies, of course. I love the prophecies, by the way, of the whole thing. There were prophecies of the dragon reborn. And so the thing is, is that there will be what would be known as the false dragons, people who claim that there were dragon reborns, but really weren't. And um, Mazrim Taim was one of the false dragons. Now, he eventually ends up betraying them. He goes to the Dark One and he becomes one of the new Forsaken. And that was really, really cool. I loved seeing Rand clearly not trust Mazram Taim, but he's just so busy trying to unify the world under his banner so he can fight the final battle. And But he's just so busy. What's the Forsaken? The Forsaken are like the disciples of the Dark One, basically. Oh, so like uh, Steel Inquisitors? Yes, but there's only, I think, 13 of them. Huh. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Mazram Taim is becomes one of the new Forsaken after so many of them had died. Um, mm-hmm. But he becomes one of the new Forsaken, and that was just... I, I did not see that coming. That was so cool. Um, so another, uh, I guess, spoiler, just to fill in for you, Jordan, is that... The book takes place a thousand years after what's known as the breaking of the world. And what happened was that there were two sides of there's two, two, you know, two channelers. There's the Aes Sedai. There were, oh my God. There's the Aes Sedai, right? Aes Sedai at the time were both men and women. But right. What happened was that, um, what happened was that the men, I want to say, wanted to seal the dark one's prison mm-hmm. and when they went to seal the dark one's prison it was i think it was only men that went and when they went to seal it the dark one uh corrupted the male side of the magic power with uh what's known as the taint and so the entire male side of the magic was corrupted so anytime you have a male channeler channelers are the people who the the male wizards when you have the wizards the male uh, the male isodize they um they would eventually become insane wow because it was like corrupt them yeah they were corrupted they would eventually become insane and they would just wreak havoc like you know burning cities and you know bringing the fall of nations and whatnot right um, because and there's after, only 13 of them or not? No, no, that was the forsaken. That was the forsaken. Yes. Okay. The forsa- the, so the male forsaken, because they're the disciples of the dark one, they're protected from the taint by the dark one himself. Wow. Yeah. 
just like a shield. <laughs> yeah. So he basically protects them from his corruption because they're his disciples. Um, well, duh. Yeah. So he, it was just, um, you know, the breaking of the world happened. And so here's, here's a cool thing. This the wheel of time actually takes place on our world, but it takes place in, and I don't want to say this word because you have a cyclical wheel of time. It takes place in our future. Because what happened was that, like, you know, we became so technologically advanced. It's kind of like the fall of Atlantis. We became so technologically advanced. We tried to do too much. And then, you know, the breaking of the world. Right. Mountain ranges. The entire land itself was reshaped. Right. So terraform. We terraform the world. Basically. And here's a here's a really cool thing. If you read closely, there's some little, like, breadcrumbs teasing about our world. They will talk about, for example, um, they will have a statue of what is described to be a giraffe. Right. There is relics of a three-pointed star within a circle, and many readers say that that's a Mercedes logo. Whatever. Um, there is That's, that, that seems like a reach. No, no, no. Uh, I didn't describe it enough, but in the book, it is more described. And, um, how I, I, okay. I, I'll trust you. Sure. Um, I didn't come up with it. The other readers did, and I just follow along. Um, there is, uh, Gleeman. Gleeman are like the bards, you know, who tell story when they travel from town to town. Mm-hmm. There is a Gleeman story that they tell of two giants named Mosk and Merc who fought each other firing giant flaming spears at each other. And a lot of people are saying that this is the Cold War, right? Because Mosque is Moscow, Merck is America, and the flaming spears are the nukes. That one is <laughs> that one is definitely for sure talking about Moscow and America, or uh, Russia and America. There's another of uh, Queen Elizabeth, which is Queen Elizabeth. There's one of... Um, I think talking about the first uh, first woman who went to space, there's talks of that. So there's there's a lot of. So this magic system does this magic system take us to space? I don't know. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, uh, to my I think to my understanding, we discover the magic system through our science, and then yeah, we discover oh, there magic exists or whatnot. But yeah, so that that part was very cool. Um, I agree. But it sounds awesome. Yeah, it, it was great. Um let's see what else. Uh I mean, as far as I'm understanding like this is like the restart of our world in a darker area, mm-hmm. darker <laughs> darker era. And we learned how to use magic somehow in some sort of fashion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um the other thing i say i would say i have a problem with was the overall final battle between brand and the dark one i found that to be kind of meh and to be lackluster yeah but to be honest i think i kind of expected it to be meh and more of a battle of like you know their wills i guess and more of a philosophical battle than an actual magic battle Right, and so I was expecting that, and um, you didn't get it. No, I did get that. I did get it. A oh, philosophical did. battle, which, well, I mean, 
I, that's just not my cup of tea. If you like that kind of stuff, you would enjoy that final battle. Right. Um, one of the character arcs for one of the characters, his name is Perrin. A lot of people hyped up his character arc to me, saying that like you know his character arc is one of the best they've ever read. I found it to be extremely basic. Maybe it's because yeah. for whatever reason I was able to predict the character arc literally since day one. I was like, okay, so this is the way they're going with him. Um, and I don't know. I, I didn't find it that enjoyable. And having said that, his character arc was also very drawn out and in what's known as infamously as the slog, which a lot of people say is ch- books seven, or no, books eight, nine, and ten. A lot the slog. Of, yeah, they say what? books eight, nine, and ten are considered the slog, and they're infamous for that. Um, me personally, book seven. Some people also include book seven uh, in the slot. Book seven, I loved. Book eight, I wouldn't say I loved, but I liked. Book nine, I actually liked quite a bit. Book ten, I would definitely, definitely include that in the slot. Book ten almost made me want to quit the series. I know you told me. Yeah. You were tell- It was like, it was probably about seven or eight months ago. You were like, I think, I mean, it was quite a while, time, quite, yeah. quite a long time ago. And you were like, well, I'm on a 10th book, and I think I'm going to quit. And I was like, what? And you were just talking about how you had a few more books left. And I was like, just finish it. Yeah. Dude, that, I cannot tell you how hard it was for me to get through that. It was, And I'll be honest. Um, I have heard by some people that if you, you could probably just skip the entire book, and you might be okay. Um, the whole seventh book. The tenth Or the book. whole tenth book. Yeah. I'm sorry, tenth book. Um, wow. Now, some someone told me this, and he himself has, I think, read the series several times, and he said, like, you know, I don't condone this, but, you know, people have done that, and they've been fine. Um, so, having said that, the tenth book was, without a doubt, one of the worst books I've ever read, but the eleventh book, that is, without a doubt, one of the why best was books. It, why was the tenth book so bad? It was, it, it didn't feel like it went anywhere. I cannot name to you any plot line from book 10 other than one moment, which was finally the, uh, which no, that wasn't even the end there either. No, which was just one really big moment for one character. But I, again, like I ended up just looking at the summary of the chapter because I just wanted to get through it. And yeah, I was just, you were, you were kind of like done. Yeah, I was done. And which brings up my second least favorite book was book six. And this is very controversial because most fans really like book six. Um, for what reason? For the final battle. And I will give them that. The final battle on book six is um, one of the best moments of the entire series for sure. But that does not excuse. If you have, if the final 5% of a movie is good, does that make the other 95% good? No. No. It, the other 95% has to stand on its own. And in my opinion, it just doesn't. It's or at least or at least there has to be a bunch of moments that are collectively through some sort of percent making the movie better. Yeah, exactly. And it, I just I didn't feel it. I did not feel it with this one. Um it was well. and I'll be honest, I almost quit on that one too. Not because it was so bad, but because I was like, you know, if book six is this draggy for me if the how bad could the slog be right because to me at the time i was afraid of books seven eight nine 
and 10. A lot of people say the slog is 7 and 8 and 10. Some people say 7 through 10. Some people say 8 through 10. So I, when I was reading book 6, I didn't know, right? I'm like, can I really stay? Like, I find book 6 to be very boring. Can I really stand? What would that be? That would be 6, 7, 8, 9, 5 books in a 15-book series to be in a, five books in a row to be the very slow ones. I, I just, I was like, eh, this, this didn't do it for me. Um, another issue. Is, you can't win them all though, Maz. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, he sure. Was like, he was like 75%. I mean, I guess Sanderson helped at the end, but yeah. I mean, still he was like, I mean, I guess if 11 through 50, I guess 11 through 14, and then five through the prologue were good. I mean, he's still, he's got a good ratio there. <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely does. And like I said, I like book seven. I like book eight. And I did like book nine. It was just, in my opinions, six, ten, and this is the weird one, thirteen, in my opinion, fell really short. Shorter than a chapter in Mistborn? No, no, fell short as far as like quality goes. Like oh, okay. it was just They shorted you only a little bit of quality. Yeah, though. yeah. Which again, you know, and if you talk to a lot of people, a lot of people will actually say, like, when it comes to books 8, 9, and 10, which I like 8 and 9 again, but if you look at, like, book 10, it could have easily had, you could probably erase, you could take a 15, that, that whole 15 book series, and maybe if you got rid of the crap, I want to say you could easily make a 10 book series, I think. Condensing it without yeah. having all the not side nonsense. Yeah. It, and because, you know, some art, character arcs just, didn't pay off. There were some character deaths that I just did not fall for. For example, um, and we're in the spoiler section, so I can say this: Moraine is like the Gandalf of this series, mm -hmm. and she quote unquote dies. But dude, I as soon as she quote unquote died, I was like, um, "Well, I'm not falling for that." Like, I'm sorry, but. She didn't die. I know she's going to come back. I know she is. And sure enough, she did. Like, I'm like, Ugh. well, yeah. I mean, you called that. You called it. Yeah. You gandoffed like, it. You gandoffed it pretty much. Yeah. Right. Like, like, and maybe, maybe, you know, at for the time, it was kind of surprising. But me, I was like, no, I know mm -hmm. for a fact that she's alive. Like, I just know it. Right, they weren't BSing you. Yeah, I was like, "Come on, dude!" Like, I'm not falling for this. So that was kind of dumb. Um, another thing that was dumb was some of the Forsaken who died and they would come back to life. It was already stupid and annoying enough that you had so many characters when you when they come back to life and they come back to life in under a different name. That that becomes really annoying. Yeah, why that now that that's a little excessive. I was like, that's quite excessive. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. It wasn't all the Forsaken died and then come back on a different name. But every Forsaken that did come back, did come back with a different name. And it was just like, just, just, just tell me, you know, you don't, you can like reveal it slowly, uh, slowly over time that like, oh, you know, you can describe his facial features and his, um, his actions and stuff like that. Then name drop. But don't don't change up the name on me, man. Like that's just that's cruel. Um, that hurts my feelings. Did now? Did you say that 
this magic system was controlled by certain forces? In a way. So there's two magic, I want to say, pools. There's the one power, which is the the magic system that's drawn from the creator, which is like God, quote-unquote. Yeah. Um, and then there's uh, the true power, which is draws on the magic from the, the dark one. Uh, so, I mean... I think hypothetically they're both equal when it comes to power, but there's just fewer number of um, true power channelers. So whenever someone does channel in true power, they just have, you know, they're like the sole, sole consumer of that one pie, you know, as opposed to multiple people consuming from the equally sized pie, just, you know, smaller shreds or whatnot. At least that's how I understood it. But it was just, um, the way that they describe the weaves, right, is like you would actually form weaves, like a, a weave of fire mixed with a weave of earth, I guess, would create lava. A weave of water with air would create ice. If you wanted to make yourself louder, like give yourself like a blowhorn, you would weave air onto your voice and that would project your voice so you would be loud. So it was like creative in that sense, you know? That's um, cool. I, I enjoy that. That's awesome. Yeah. And so it was fire, water, earth, air, and spirit was the five weaves. And so, and when it comes to healing, right, you would use fire and water, and I think air mixed with spirit to form healing weaves because the spirit, along with like, you know, some something to heat you up, cool you down, um, and I guess some oxygen to heal you. So there was that. It is, it's not as hard magic, obviously, as Mistborn, but it's definitely harder magic than you would find in something like Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings. Uh, I, I, I like it. I can dig it. I, I'm, like, I'm good with that. Yeah. The magic system was definitely cool, and it was really nice to see all that. Um, you know, that's what I like about these books. They're magic systems. Yeah. yeah. But that's why Brandon Sanderson was the perfect guy to step in and finish off the series. Um right. Let's see what else. The prophecies. The prophecies was really cool. There was one character that I liked a lot, and I felt like he did also did not get the satisfactory ending that I wanted. Was right. his name was Logan, and you know he did get a nice ending, but I I wish he was in the last book a little bit more. Um, but other than that, you know, like. Yeah, it was overall a good series. In fact, the more I talk about how negative it is, I start regretting I read it. But then, you know, since we ended on more of a positive note, I can confidently say that I am glad that I read it. Uh, I'm very, very looking forward to the show. I'm hoping they don't botch it. Um, right. I'm and definitely going to be I'm patient hoping, with it. Uh, I'm hoping to watch the show. I'll, I'll read, I'll watch, I'll do it all. I mean, I'm yeah. cool with learning and watching new things so this is a this will be a good experience if i start reading this book it'll be a lot of work though so i'll have to hunker down yeah i'm not sure to be honest with any of you guys listening i'm not sure that if we'll ever actually cover the show um in the uh if we'll ever actually cover the show in the or cover the uh books i should say in the uh in the podcast we might cover the show. 
In fact, we probably will cover the show, but we will not be covering the book. Uh, there's just I'll too many. The show. Yeah, I'm definitely not covering like the show. Maybe a handful of episodes, or maybe some um, stellar episode that pops up on that from time to time. But right, right. Covering the books, it's just it's too long of a series, and I don't think I could maintain this level of quality for such a deep series. Even though I I would be on my second um, read through, and that just shows you how overwhelming the series is so all in all and i probably would um say this and i've already did say it in the non-spoiler section if you're an, if you are a patient reader um read this if you're an impatient right. reader but you read but reading is one of your hobbies i would still say read this just because you could blast through it in like a few months you know read two or three books then take a break for a month read two another two or three books Take a break. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it took I averaged anywhere between one month to two months um per book. But the last book I read in one week. Yeah. I'll I'll binge it. I'll binge it all in three months. I'm I'd be I wouldn't say impressed because I've seen a lot of people do that, but like yeah. I'd be impressed if you remembered all the characters, that's for sure. Which you I know you're not gonna do. It's it's impossible. That's so rude. That's a that's a that's like a hit on my intelligence. That's not a hit on your intelligence. That's just that's reality. <laughs> this is most likely true. But I mean, do you have anything else that you wanted to ask about the series? No, I, I have a lot to digest here, and I'm gonna start looking up up look up. I don't know. I don't want, not say spoilers, but start trying to get into the series. Maybe I'll get the first book and I'll read the first book. And if I if I'm in it, I'll just hunker down and get it done. Yep. All right, man. Well, that'll about do it from us for that episode. I'm sorry this one ran longer than I expected, to be honest. I didn't think I would uh -huh. ramble that on and on. But, um, you know, the, the at the same time, it's also not unexpected that covering both a spoiler and non-spoiler section for a 15-book series would be, what is that? This long. Over an hour long. But, yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. Yeah, for those of you, if you did hear anything in the background, please excuse that. I have, I got surgery done last week, and I'm at my parents' house, so it's not exactly the most ideal recording uh, location, but, I mean, it's not that bad. No, I have dogs, and they make noise, so it's not any better. Yeah. That, Everybody has something. Yeah. And we're not we're not big yet. I mean, if you guys wanted us to be big, spread this show to your friends so we become huge, and then maybe we can have a nice, legit podcast recording environment. I have to start reading more. Until I don't then. mind. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time, guys. Next time we will be covering um, Emperor's Soul. So excited to do that. Ooh. And that one will also be a more casual talk. I'm not going through chapter by chapter on that one. That will just be a discussion overall. So. Yep. And after that, on to Warbreaker. All right, until next yes, time, guys. See you, everyone. Out.